catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com. From Nairobi to Lagos, Cairo to Cape Town, Wakadugu to Tunis, we are Africa's premier online radio discussing technology, not just from Africa, but as it impacts Africa. Trust me when I say that you won't get this perspective anywhere else. I'll be here till about midday and it'd be great if you stayed with me till then. Tell me what you think on WhatsApp. Text or send me a voice note if you want to. Plus 234 if you're outside Nigeria. 0913-558-1766. You add plus 234 if you're outside Nigeria. You can also follow the conversation on social media, on Twitter and on Facebook. We're at Africa Tech Radio. While on Instagram, we are at A Tech Radio. While some complain of Mondays and others of Wednesdays, I just keep moving and wishing for the day when someday, one day and any day will be added to the days of the week to make up for the lost weekend and provide equal opportunities for all. That's what I'm about. I sincerely think that there are some unnamed days of the week like the ones I just mentioned and I strongly advocate for them. You can call that justice for one and justice for all. Okay, now I feel really good because I've been... Okay, on Wednesday this week, I talked about the 4-day work week and it was the highlight of my week. Yes, today! Oh, I couldn't do that on Wednesday because I said on Wednesday there are lots of things I was going to talk about on Thursday and then I missed it on Thursday. So here here am I to do your will here on a Friday. In Lagos, where I stay, where I'm at right now, the weekend starts on a Wednesday. So when we start moving and moving and moving things, you know, from Wednesday, just know that we are in the weekend mood. Welcome to my side of tech. I am Tony. I always keep the name part. Like I do a lot of good and then at the end I'm like, oh, I didn't even say who I was. Come on, you're going to you're gonna look for me another time. But nah, there's no time for that this time. This is my side of tech. I share thoughts and experiences about technology on the continent and how technology is impacting Africa and how it is helping Africa reposition itself in the minds of everyone on the global scale. 2022, we didn't really have any unicorn on the continent talking tech unicorns. But 2023, voila, we have a tech unicorn. Oh yes, we do. We do. We have a tech unicorn. And I must say that it's very early in the year. And this just reminds me of 2020 or 2021 when we kept having... 2021, we did like uh, about five unicorns here. And applause to the country who gave us a unicorn. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes, it's Egypt. I'll talk about this and I have other things too. I'll dig into the rubbles of tech history today. Um, Today in tech history, I would also share major thoughts and experiences, news, gist. Yes, a lot from Wednesday that I've left up until today. And then I'll share with you the highlights or the major weeks of the week, right? The highlights of the major news in the tech space for the week. I seem to be biting my mouth. I need a vacation. God. Okay, let's get away hand in hand. I think we should call it a tech-ation, not a... Yeah, did you get that? A tech-vocation. It's already started, guys, here on this side of tech with me. It's Oxlade and Iris Star. That's how we're starting this vacation together. Don't go anywhere, guys. Stick around on Tony's Tech Side. 
So let's get down to the rubbles of tech history today, starting in the year 1957 when the Hamilton Watch Company introduced the first electric watch. This watch, known as the Hamilton Electric 500, was the first watch to never need winding. Mm-hmm. However, its battery life was so short that frequent battery replacements were necessary. So you know how you have a watch, you know, the watch there is like young men or men or guys were usually, not every time, but usually it's like guys, not usually girls. And you need to like turn, wind, wind to set and reset most times. So when you just get it, you have to set the time, wind and it goes, yeah, exactly. But it also has a battery, right? But the battery usually lasts longer than you think. And then you're somewhere you have to stay like years before, you know, you ever need a battery change. But then this first one never needed any kind of winding whatsoever. It was just there without that knob for winding. But then, of course, the battery life was so short, you had to like replace it every time. And also, as a first of its breed, the watch was not very reliable. It was an instant hit because, you know, the novelty of never needing to wind the watch proved extremely popular. Now, for electronic watches, or as they would call it, an electric watch or men's quartz watch, it's just, what does it use? How does it work? It uses an electronic oscillator serviced by a quartz crystal resonator to set the time. And you might be thinking, oh, yeah, it's just a watch. But trust me, that market is worth about 75.75 billion United States dollars in revenue, right? And you might be thinking, oh, yes, there are smart watches right now. Yes, smart watches have become an instant hit too because they're used to check your heart rate. They're used to pick calls and text messages. You know, the functionality is just something else. And if that's what you're looking for, then, you know, that's basically what you need. But how much is the smartwatch market worth right now? I don't know about right now, but this year, 2023, the projections are that revenue in the smartwatch industry will reach 44.9 billion United States dollars. That's a lot of money. Even if smartwatches, you know, have not been able to get bigger than the electric or electronic watch industry, trust me, 44 and 75 just a number of years before it actually overtakes it. And on this same day in the year 1977, less than a year after its founding, the world's first personal computer, Apple Company Incorporation, is incorporated. Yep, yep, yep. And that's what we have today. So do you have an idea of what it was the first time, what the Apple logo was? Any idea? Anyone at all? Okay. It was a rainbow-colored apple. It was still beaten, but then it was a rainbow-colored apple. (laughs) And when I say rainbow, yes, it was that colorful. Today, too, in 1966, the unmanned Soviet Lunar 9 spacecraft made the first controlled rocket-assisted landing on the moon. It was the first spacecraft to make a soft landing on any planetary body other than the Earth and to transmit photographic data to the Earth. It was, however, the 12th attempt by the Soviets at a soft landing. And that's about it. When I return, I'll talk about the stories that I think have made this week memorable, including the first unicorn of the year 2023, seeing that we really didn't have any unicorn from 2022 on the continent, Africa. And then a few stories, you know, that have to do with biometrics and how Nigeria is preparing for its election and how Liberia is preparing for its election and how they're using technology in the elections. 
And then I think another dramatic thing that happened, um, Uber and Bolt getting an association in Nigeria, the first on the continent. There's been a lot of talk around it from even in South Africa, right? But then, you know, Nigeria goes first and the hustle is real. When I return, I will talk about the hustle and how the week has fared generally for me. And then wrap it up with probably weird tech story, something you wouldn't believe, but it's real. You know, something I did not make up, but you really, really think I made it up. Tenny hustle when I return. Stick around on Tony's tech side. Yes, yeah, so here we go. Nigeria's president, another new one, and there's been a lot of new things. We've had a lot of new things um, happen in Nigeria in the last one year, and it seems like everyone is, you know, raised to finish up their tenure and, you know, just get things moving and have things to say, oh, I did this, you know. Although most of these things have been in the works for a while, actually, no doubt, but everything just seems to be happening now and happening at a fast pace. Nigeria's president has ordered all government institutions in the country to migrate their websites to the second level domains, which are .gov.ng, that's .gov.ng, .edu.ng, for that's uh, edu.ng, .mil.ng, that is .mil.ng. This is under the country code top level domain, CCT. LD.ng. With this directive, no Nigerian government-related website is expected to be on the generic, you know, .com domains. And this isn't the only order he gave. He also um, gave the order for all government officials to refrain from using private emails for official purposes. So at Gmail, at whatever, at Zoho, at ProtonMail, you know, all those things, you know, henceforth. And henceforth doesn't mean hens are fighting. I, I just wanted to clarify that. I mean, from now on, these new two new policies have been inaugurated in Nigeria. And they were policies that were developed by the Ministry of Communications and the Digital Economy, the National Policy on Nigerian Government Second Level Domain, and the National Data Policy. These two policies are under these policies, right? These are like the policies under the Ministry of Communications and Development. And he linked these two policies to diversification and prosperity of the economy. So first of all, this would ensure that we have information securely on Nigeria's servers or like her information on her servers and whatever information is being shared between, you know, it's like having your information on your servers, right? So you determine if they are basically on your server first, then you, you really would not need, you would not need to uh, take clearance from anyone for anything to be done. In the last three and a half years, you know, Nigeria has intensified the development of policies, design of programs and implementation of projects in the digital economy sector. And the impact has been quite impressive. And then looking at the GDP, the contribution of the ICT sector to GDP, second quarter of 2022, 18.45 four percent compared to contribution of the oil sector to the gdp which was six percent in the same period it's been a leap right and it's been really really good last time i was speaking to the senior special assistant to president buhari in nigeria on digital transformation authority in gubadia you know we talked about this whole digital transformation and the digital economy move and what it would be for nigeria 
the use of generic domains and private emails for government businesses, you know, the identity, security, also the recognition and the place, the standpoint or the standing of Nigeria on the internet, you know, has to be, you just have to decide that, right? And if you're using private emails for government businesses, there are limitations to the capabilities, you know, to archive, backup sensitive government data, also if anything happens with that private company you know you know getting back preserving those correspondences and sensitive documents and things like that sometimes you may have you know servers being broken into unsecure servers and and, and things like that right government documents that should be deleted or destroyed after a period of retention you know are usually permanently hosted on these servers that are unsecure and this would do a lot on the confidence right of nigerians in participating in the digital economy because we're talking identity we're talking security we're talking cyber security at the same time i would also want to note that as we're moving so we're making this move you know to own the data we have to host what we own and to be able to do what we want with that data the drive will not stop at just you know government information because people submit their information to the government so it means the government will now hold the information of um, persons we need a strong tech civil society i'm not just saying civil society but a tech-based civil society that will hold the government responsible to ensure that ethics are followed right not just legalities but ethics and we need to build that strong ethical background so that the government can use that as a mirror to say oh yes we're developing laws we're developing policies but we're looking at the feedback you know ethically from civil society citizens and we're saying oh okay yes this is legal now but should it really be legal let's have that conversation and then we can actually move into something that is a lot more democratically better something that would better the future of everyone in the country and this is something that's really good that every other country on the continent of africa should take a lead from so black magic sasha p confirm i say to the nigerian government especially those within the ict sector who are pushing for these policies and just like authority said when we you know we had the call i think the approach is more like an umbrella approach where everyone is under that same year they're all sharing private public sector civil society everyone is participating in creating that tech future um, that we all want to see the giant of africa in quote for those who believe that nigeria is a giant of africa um take on and maybe step up for the rest of africa real big confirm move i must say choose us for 100 percent tech Africa Tech Radio. Ilejo by I'm very sure those in Egypt right now are dancing because MNT Holland is Africa's latest unicorn. Yes, they are valued at 1 billion at least and over 1 billion. How? This Egyptian fintech and e commerce company just secured over $400 million in equity and debt financing from local and global investors note what i said debt financing so it's like they give them some money and they're going to pay back right but that is really not the main thing the major thing is if you check whose worth is worth more than who's worth right now these guys are a billion dollar company 
Chimera, which is an Abu Dhabi investment company, invested more than $200 million in equity in dollars in exchange for over 20% of the company. So literally, they kind of run the company, but then they're like people who they're responsible to, the people who brought in the money. In addition, the company is also in the advanced stages with leading international investors to raising $60 million of primary capital. Now, with the completion of these investments, MNT Haaland's valuation will exceed $1 billion and this would make it Egypt's latest unicorn after Fori. So Fori was Egypt's first most celebrated unicorn company or startup from Egypt. And this is the ninth unicorn out of Africa. The first since 2021. We did not have any unicorn in 2022. And I was asking, oh, so I asked Uem, why? What happened in 2022? You need to like go back to that conversation to know what his answer was and, you know, how we felt after we discussed that. But then 2023 has come with a lot of gifts. We haven't even done Q1. We're not done with Q1. Although January didn't bring any unicorn. But trust me, these talks must have started before now. But we have seen it materialize now. The first few days of February. Did I even say the first few days? This actually happened on the 31st of January. So technically, we got a unicorn in the first month. And this is the first one that's happening since this year. Um, I would say this is like one year plus and we're having one. We're happy. We're grateful. And that's why we had to do Medi's Ili Ijo. I think Ijo means dance and Ili, Ili means house. Um, so it's like house of dance whatever that would mean i don't know what that would mean like in your head what you interpret that as but then we're all happy for that and something else that's also made people happy on the continent this week is the drivers of e-hailing taxis in nigeria officially getting approval to form a union is the first time it's happening now ordinarily if you're a boat or an uber or you know any other ride hailing app driver you do not exactly have a union. You know how they have road transport something something drivers union and how they have teachers union and how they have lecturers union and everyone kind of like has like a union. They have like a set up where they like come together and say, you know, go agree, you know, when things don't go sour. These guys never heard, you know, anything like that. And complaints upon complaints upon complaints to from Tanzania to Kenya, Nigeria, and South Africa. I remember in 2021 when I was talking about this, when they wanted to form a union in South Africa, and you really did not see a headway. This is not the first time they're trying. For seven years, bro, seven years, they've been trying in Nigeria to do so, and it hasn't had headway. And it's the first time it's happening on the same day, the 31st of January. This happened this week too, just before we got into the month of um, February, Nigeria's Labour Minister Chris Nkige presented the letter after the federal government of Nigeria approved the union. The union members comprise app-based transport workers, online transport services, and e-hailing drivers and operators in Nigeria. Hi, in-driver. Hi, Lagos Ride. Hi, Uber. Hi, Bolt. You have a union now. Mm-hmm. So before now, recognition and certification to workers in the formal sector, including the private sector like banks, oil and gas, insurance, technical areas. These are the places where approval for unions, you know, have been given recognition and certification to workers. Recently, two newly registered university-based unions were also given and approved, which is Congress for University Academics and Association of Medical and Dental Academics. But then 
a record was broken. It's, I think, the first in the informal side properly where we have people employing themselves and people employing others too. So it's good because it's going to help protect the workers, their safety, their security, and also ensure that these ab-based bosses are a little bit responsible. So one thing I don't like about this is actually the name they chose. Come on. Come on, you could have done better. That's what I think, by the way. What's the name? A-U-A-T-W-O-N. Sounds like one of these Korean movies. One. Ah, old, old one. I don't know if that actually sounds Korean, but that's what it feels like to me. Like, how am I going to... I can't say N-U-R-T-W. I can't say, you know, N-U-T. I can't, but this is like a mouthful. A-U-A-T-W-O-N. Like... I don't even feel like I want to say it. I don't even feel like I want to say it. Like, how do I say it now? A-U-81. A-U-A-T-W-1. A-U-A-T-W-O-N. A-U... Whatever. If you know how best to pronounce it, please. Or how best to say this, the acronym. Please message me at ATEC Radio. DM, please. I need your help. I need your help. Or you can do at Africa Tech Radio on Twitter and on Facebook. And please help me out. When I return, I'll be moving from West Africa to the eastern part. And yes, East Africa, Southern Africa. And that's why I'm relying on Mikasa Zika to help me get in that mood. Lagos. Africa, Africa, Africa Tech Radio, Africa Tech Radio. Okay, here we go. <laughs> okay, that was a ride. I really love that ride. It's a Friday in Lagos. We don't sit still on Friday. Come on, we actually start partying on Thursday. You need to learn. Okay, let that go. I said I was going to get you to the eastern part of Africa. Yes, that's where we are. And this week, two things have stood out for me, especially from Kenya. Not just any other part, but Kenya. One is the extra DCPs that got their licenses. That's those who digitally give loans to other people, right? Digital loan money lenders. They got licenses and they've been trying since, I think, last year for like one or two years and even if there are over 300 applications still in the works for the fact that 12 more were added and you know we have those who have their license to operate as digital lenders to the citizens getting up to 22 that's a good number to work with and at the same time the announcement of the digital births and death certificates platform going live from march 2023 that's also something that's really really important something that i think we should applaud now the discussion around the security of it the cyber security data privacy and data protection you know is also something that needs to be brought to the fore like if you're submitting when someone is born right and you get a birth certificate you can access your birth certificate online and also access death certificates online if these things can be done online virtually how about when there are mistakes to it how do you correct it right do you still reserve the right to tell them that okay i was born on the first though then i say ah 
I, I, I don't think I was born on the first again. I was born on the second though. How is that conversation supposed to go? Because I know, you know, most times what happens is you have to pay for your details to be corrected. It's your details, not their details. They're not the one telling you when you were born. They did not bond them on that deal, but you have to like pay for it. And then sometimes you have to go through a very rigorous process to correct your own data. So that discussion and conversation will have to come up. And then how accessible is this data? Like, can anybody just, you know, hack the system and find out when anybody was born or when anybody dies? Or you is there like a process, you know, to make that happen? Um, do you think that information of yours, as personal as it is, you know, is okay to just be there? And then who is hosting this? Is this on a public or a private platform? You know, things like that. And is it something that's going to start the moment the person is born and the moment the person dies? Or would there, would there be other things, like other processes that will happen before, you know, it is entered into the digital births and death certificates online platform? These are like questions that, you know, will be asked and should be asked and Returning to West Africa, where Ghana also, the announcement was made about Ghana starting to benefit from certain funds that are going to be paid for climate change related issues, deforestation and, and, and all of that. It's a big win. Mozambique also was the first country on the continent to get that. And Ghana is the second country to start benefiting from this. And my friend Chagose Ude would say that these are small wins that we should talk about and celebrate. But then there are also we also have bigger fish to fry for example some people in nigeria suing shell for um, oil spillage right and oil spillage means they can't do anything with their land again for now if it's water it's contaminated if it's land where they plant things also contaminated those things cannot grow you can't plant cassava you can't plant anything at all on that land and the last time i checked when a hand or a finger was pointed at Shell, the last thing they said, aside from the suits that they lost, they said it was, you know, illegal refiners and illegal refineries that are causing the oil spillage. So there's a lot of conversation too around the climate change and what we're supposed to do in our own little ways to ensure that we're not adding to this problem. You know how there's a problem and someone is just, you know, a person just throw a face, just they add to the problem and you're like, guy, come on, even have have small sympathy, come on. And then the last thing for me that really made sense this week in Nigeria would be the extension of the PVC date and that's this week and the extension of the date when you should turn in your notes the old naira notes in exchange for the new naira notes even if at bod underscore republic board on twitter you know would keep asking if everyone is in situation he's in no cash no light no feel and no almost everything and we're just close to an election so pvcs are really important just as the policies are beginning to take shape and bear fruit in nigeria Amo, no matter what happens, no matter how hard things are, Nigerians, Nigerians will surely party. Amo, let's take a break. Let's get a break. We will party and we'll dance and we'll be happy. And then on Monday, we'll resume again and suffering and smiling like fella says. You're listening to Tony's Tech Side. Okay, so where do we start now? US, Nigeria, Korea, Ghana, Peru. We start in the US where AI chat GPT will be on subscription basis and it's for $20 per month. 
Subscribers will get access to the platform even at peak times when it can be hard to log on to ChatGPT. And also priority access to new features will be provided to those who are on the subscription model. That's what the creator of the chatbot ChatGPT, that's uh, OpenAI, that's what they recently revealed. Yes, and uh, all of the biggest names have actually invested. Before now, they did, but they just doubled their investment in January 2023. OpenAI said that he hoped that the subscription would support free access. Yes, it's no longer free, but when you pay for those who subscribe, you know, you can help other people to have free access. Mm -hmm. But those people will not have all the services, right? You will, but then you'll be giving them a chance to take a shot at it. Mm -hmm. ChatGPT somehow, if you haven't heard of it before now, provides some human responses to whatever questions you have that sound convincingly just like a human being. But you would not know that you're chatting with artificial intelligence technologies and not a human being at the other end. It's like you're texting someone on WhatsApp and you're like, eh, hey, so where is 89 Ududua away in Buhari clothes on Nigeria streets? And you'd be like, Ududua clothes, blah, 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 blah. It gives you like what exactly a human being would most likely say in response to when you're trying to locate a place. And you're like, so you find a black, this thing, and this, this, this here. And it, it's it's actually really beautiful. Although sometimes it says some very nonsensical answers or responses. But then, you know, half of the time, it's really, really, really intelligent. Like the day I explained ChatGPT on my show, and what it means, what it's about... My intro for that day was scripted, courtesy, chat GPT. Okay, so let's leave this. When they're done in the US trying it out, this subscription model, you know, they can sell it to the rest of the world and then we'll talk more about it. But now in Malawi, since this year, about a thousand people have died from cholera. It's been ravaging the country and, you know, countries around there um, for a while now. The cholera outbreak claimed more than a thousand lives. This was at the last week of January 2023. And it's becoming worse because some cultural beliefs and hostility toward health workers have been slowing the efforts to curb the infections. And not just that, right? We've heard that there is no immediate access to vaccines, even as we experience a global shortage in supply of these vaccines. We do not have access. And this, I'm, I'm not saying this because I'm African, but I'm saying this because these people need these vaccines, right? If a thousand people have died in a country, guy, it's really bad. So we plead with all the stakeholders in this space anyone at all that can help in any way to please reach out and find a way to help yeah okay now on a brighter note the brighter side yes ivory coast cocoa regulator yesterday started distributing electronic cards to their cocoa farmers to help track beans from plantations from the plantations that's where they plant the beans in the farms 
to when they are exported out of the country to ensure that the growers are paid a guaranteed price for their produce. Now, this is a countrywide exercise. It's happening all across the country. And it's part of a response to plans by the EU, that's the European Union, to ban imports of commodities and products linked to deforestation and rights abuses by 2024. Ivory Coast, if you did not know, is the world's top cocoa producer. So you see all those chocolates-related products that you, oh, brava, brava, brava. It's Ivory Coast, currency or Ivory Coast. Yes, they're the ones supplying it. Now, they've been criticized over the years for using thousands of child laborers in farms and destroying large areas of forests and national parks just to expand production, right? This is, reminds me of when, you know, the southern part of Nigeria was, you know, really big on cocoa production too. Authorities, however, have pre- before now said that they're tackling the issue of child labor and they acknowledge that farming is encroaching on forests. But this, for now, will just help us monitor, the, you know, the system, the new card system. And it will take operation in October 1st. That's the new cocoa season. And then we can reject beans that are grown illegally, trace them to the places where they are grown, the ports of Abidjan and San Pedro, and know exactly what the next move can be for us. Technology can make us shine, even at times when it feels like there's really nothing to be happy about. And this is what this last story, you know, just tells us and just speaks to us. And this is me speaking of hope, of things to come, of the much more wonderful things we can experience, no matter how badly hurt and traumatized we have been before now. Let Bez Idakula help me continue to preach the message. Stick around on Tony's Tech Side. Thank you very much for staying on this side of tech with me today. Okay, yeah, so this is where I wrap it up. And I always like to leave with some, leave some thoughts in your mind, in your head, right? So I will just share something. And if you believe or not, you know, it's just for you to keep thinking. And maybe I may spark something in you that would maybe make you innovative, that would make you maybe think about something new. Or I don't know, just create a spark. I don't, I don't know. I usually share stories that I didn't make up. Whether you believe it or not, you know, that's like your choice. So throughout the weekend from now on, could you maybe try to spend less time on your smartphone? Possible. That's if your smartphone isn't exactly like your office. You do need to take a break. You know that, right? And you know that smartphone addiction is a real thing. Like continuously staring at that screen yeah so there are plenty of examples of people who have gotten hurt while they're not looking at where they're going or you know because it has hurt their eyes or because they're just too busy on their smartphone and they can't even see other people like the next the fine girl sitting opposite you or something like that yeah so in germany they are fitting experimental warning lights on the floor near pedestrian crossing These lights are meant to catch the attention of smartphone users and potentially save their lives. It's a brilliant idea that's been tried in Startwork Earthborg, but really, do we need this? As we get into the weekend and as I sign off on my show today, this week, I encourage you to please use technology and don't let technology use you. See the next person for who the next person is and see technology for what it is. All facets of technology, all kinds of technology, a tool and nothing more than that. 
Join us again on Tony's Tech Site. Thanks for listening and don't forget to catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com.